0: Hey, this is Dave from Spirits Peak, and you're listening to the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network.
1: Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, "You said people gonna die." The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in
0: under twelve parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time.
1: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 290 of the So Wizard Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
0: Back in black.
1: I hit the check. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Yo, what is going on, everybody? You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the geek world all-stars podcast network this week we've got a little bit of news to talk about and then we're going to review and react to the new netflix television series lock and key but before we get into all of that how is everyone doing aubrey we missed you last week how the hell are you
2: i am living the dream one day at a time
1: you need to pull through
2: yes yeah
1: awesome now, we didn't get to hear what you thought about Sonic. So just quickly, what did you think of Sonic the Hedgehog?
2: Um, I didn't hate it. I no. um, didn't want that movie to happen in the first place. So, But I accepted it for what it is.
1: Could have been worse, right?
2: Yes, it could have been.
1: A lot worse. All right. Mark Ellis, how the hell are you?
0: Hey, I finally figured out the answer to why there was no Sonic restaurant tie-in with the Sonic movie. Why? Because Sonic restaurants are not nationwide. They're only in certain areas. That'd be like if uh, it'd be like if Batman v Superman had a Waffle House tie in. I would cry. That'd just
1: be a, you know, just be a terrible tease.
0: <laughs> I would totally cry. So yeah, so that's why. Sonic is not nationwide, therefore Olive Garden is. So that's why Olive Garden got the call
1: up to the big leagues. Wow. So no Wawa gift cards for Knuckles in Sonic too, huh?
0: No, is there there's no Wawas around here? Is there? Not around no. here. I wish there was.
2: <laughs> I have Wawas.
0: Oh. I bet you have Waffle House too.
2: We do.
1: I hate oh, you so much right seriously. now.
2: Seriously. And Sonic.
1: <laughs> All right, well, we're going to visit Aubrey then. we <laughs> going stop here. at Chris Chan's house on the way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Joey, how about you? How are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, you know. I just uh had my birthday celebration on a Saturday. Even though my birthday was a few weeks ago, this was the first day where we could all get together and do stuff. So that was fun. I had to spend some time with my family. And then uh, Saturday night, I did something I never did before. I went to the movie theater and watched the fights.
0: Yeah, now you're a big fight fan, so that must have been a nice experience for you.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm a huge, huge, huge boxing fan from back in the day. And unfortunately, I don't really have any friends anymore that like it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, You know, most of the friends I've had that liked it have uh, moved on in life. They're not really around anymore. And uh, fortunately, my friend Klepto, I used to go watch uh, fights with that like Buffalo Wild Wings or Hooters passed away a few years ago. So um, I I just don't have anybody to watch them with. Usually I'll just lay in bed and illegally stream it on my phone. The Internet provides. Right. But you know what? I was like, I'm home. I'm off of work tonight because I took the day off for the party. Yeah. you know what? It's 20 bucks to go to the movie theater and watch the fight. And instead of the $90 it would be to get it on the TV, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I went to the theater. I got myself an IC. I sat in my seat for five hours and watched boxing, and I had a really good time. I don't know if I'd do it for every single fight, but mm-hmm. definitely for like really big ones. Um, and if I was off of work, I would definitely go check it out again. I had a good time. So,
0: All right. So I got a couple of questions. Number one, did you get wings while you were there? No. Damn, that seemed, seemed like the perfect opportunity. I know they got the boneless well, wings there.
1: You get wings in a movie theater? What? You get boneless wings there, yeah, dude. There's boneless wings? Yes. That's, those are called chicken tenders, Mark. Oh, well, fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. Um, all right, second question, how did Maria Menounos look? They didn't show her. Oh. At all. all right, I would have demanded my money back.
1: <laughs> there was no newbie before the movie started. <laughs> it was just a countdown show, which was basically – I like watching an advertisement for something you've already paid to, to see. Right. <laughs> I don't know why they do that, but okay. And, and that was it.
0: Was there a lot of people there?
1: Um, there were probably about like 10 people there for the majority of the undercard fights. And then right before the main event, like maybe like another like 10 to 15 people showed up. So. Oh, okay. All right. The people that worked at the movie theater didn't seem thrilled that it didn't end until like almost <laughs> over after 1 a.m. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course. They want to go home.
1: But that was that. That was my exciting night at the movie theater alone.
0: (laughs) Stranded at the (laughs) (laughs) drive-in.
1: But enough about us. Let's talk about us. Markellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast.
0: Alright, so everybody can go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week uh, You'll find movie reviews from yours truly uh, Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Wallinghawk uh, You will also find our merchandise there so you can purchase some of our so Your t-shirts and sweatshirts Look good while you're representing the show another great way to support our show is by doing your amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website click on the amazon logo that big yellow a you do your shopping receive your products and that way you'll be helping out our tiny little show Uh, you can also find our social media links there we have facebook twitter and instagram you can subscribe to us on apple Podcasts and give us a five star review while you're there you can also find us on the stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone we're on podbean we're on google play music iheartradio pandora youtube uh, we also have a patreon page patreon.com backslash podcast where you can donate monthly and receive bonus content from the crew here at so wizard a uh, shout out to all of our fellow podcasts and the amazing geek world all-stars podcast and network back to you joey
1: Nerd, <laughs> that's a blast from the past. All right, Markellis, I know we don't have a lot going on this week, but take us through the news.
0: Yo, pump it up! It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in the world, the news. I'm hot off of the heels of the successful. Sonic the Hedgehog movie, we have the next big video game adaptation coming to the big screen. That's right, Borderlands from director Eli Roth of Hostel and the House with the Clock in the Walls, I think was the name of it. I don't know, Eli Roth hasn't done anything recently. He did that uh, Bruce Willis Death Wish remake from a little while ago that got really crappy reviews that I didn't check out. I know nothing about Borderlands, so this I'm going to completely defer to the video game players. Aubrey, how do you feel about a Borderlands movie?
2: Isn't that like Mad Max?
0: Uh, It looked like it. Based on all of the cosplay that I've seen, I would say yes, but I've never played the game.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's just Mad Max. I think video game movies are stupid (laughs) and disappointing.
0: Except for Sonic.
2: Yeah, I mean, I respect Sonic because they changed the look of Sonic, Mm -hmm. but that's about as far as it
0: goes. All right, Joey, what about you, dude? How do you feel about a Borderlands movie with Eli Roth?
1: Um, Directed by Eli Roth, like, does nothing to move the needle for me. Okay, so uh, you could say directed by like some homeless guy in the street, and it wouldn't matter. And I didn't like Hostile; it's not my type of movies. And he certainly didn't see the house with a cock in its walls.
0: So,
1: uh, I'll bet you have seen that one. <laughs> oh, wait, that's the that's a different version of the movie, sorry. Um, <laughs> from the director of Edward Penis Hands comes. <laughs> um, so yeah, him being the director does absolutely nothing for me, but Borderlands is kind of cool. I don't know if its storyline can really translate to a movie that really sometimes ends up being the problem with these things, doesn't it? Yeah. But in terms of violence and, uh, lots and lots and lots of different cool guns, um, you, you know, why not If they keep the budget on the smaller side could be okay. <laughs> I don't, it's just, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like borderlands is at its peak of popularity at this point where we'd need a movie out of it, but they're still working on a Minecraft movie. Like, Seven years after expiration date, so yeah, who knows?
0: God, watching Sonic Duty uh backpack kid dance in a movie, I'm like, oh, this is not this is not going to age well
1: at all. <laughs> it's like when you watch Shrek and there's a bunch of Matrix riffs in it. Yep, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I see a
0: lot. Borderland must be popular because I see a ton of cosplay uh, based on it. So you know, I'm border borderland borderline excited uh, to see. What it is, because it does sound like a some kind of cool new playground, visual playground. Uh, if it's like Mad Max, that's cool, because Mad the last Mad Max is pretty dope. You know, and something that could be set in that world that's actually good, I'm I'm down for. It. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm ready for it. Whatever it is, it's coming out of Lionsgate the movie, so uh, Liongate Studios. So they need a hit. All right. So then uh, we also got a trailer this week for a new anime that's coming on Netflix anime why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash uh yes shout out to fans on patrol i know montego and smooth are gonna love this uh transformers the war for cybertron is coming out on netflix uh it for some reason this new anime style that they do that uses a lot of computer uh, a lot of cgi uh computer enhanced anime, it looks like it fits the Transformers really well. It doesn't really fit like human characters, but it definitely fits Transformers. I think the trailer looks awesome. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll watch a lot of it, but I'll definitely check out the first episode. Uh, what do you guys think of the Transformers new animated cartoon, Joey?
1: Um, I think it looks really cool. I like the animation style. Um, you know, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but if I was ranking my 80s toys franchises, yeah. uh, Transformers would be pretty low for me. I was never a big transformers guy. Um, I don't know if that's because the toys were so goddamn expensive, but you know, I was never huge into Transformers. I liked the cartoon. I had some of the toys, but you know, I'm not like, uh, you know, cowboy rich or anything. Right. I'm much more excited about GI Joe. (laughs) He man. Um, you know, I'd be more excited for like Silverhawks. (laughs) (laughs) Even if there's a street frogs, uh, revival, (laughs) that might be kind of cool. But, um, Yeah. So, I mean, this looks cool, but we'll see. Uh, It looks good. That's the best I could say. It looks good. I I don't know if I would sit down and watch like six seasons of it, but I would definitely at least give a few episodes a try. I, I, you know, I was not all in on Castlevania when they launched that. I mean, it looked cool and I was like, yeah, I'll watch an episode, whatever. And now I fucking love it and I'm ready for season three, like ready to run through a brick wall for it. So who knows, (laughs) you know, this could turn out to be amazing, but for just first impression, yeah, it looks cool. Uh I'm, I'm just not like all up in the ass of Transformers lore and like ready to run through a fucking wall or something for it. But, mm-hmm. uh, it definitely isn't like, uh, one of the seasons of Transformers had some kid in like an Autobot top hat and it was like really bad. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it can't be worse than that. Right.
0: You know, I figured this would kind of give you that Voltron fix. You know what I mean? Like the way that the animation looked, I figured that you'd be definitely all over it the way that it's designed. But, uh.
1: Yeah, but it's going to be really hard to capture that magic of uh, Voltron on Netflix because that's just a fucking classic.
0: (laughs) All right, Aubrey, did you get a chance to watch the Transformers anime on Netflix trailer?
2: I did. um, I feel like it's overdone at this point. Like, we've done so much to try to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel feel like there could be something else that would be a little bit better to try.
0: Yeah, it does remind me of like when Beast Wars, when they were doing like the CGI Beast Wars Transformers, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then you look back at it now, and it's like, oh god, the animation is awful. So it feels like they're kind of dipping back into that, uh, back into that pool. But we'll see.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, I feel like they've just done a lot with it. It's almost overkill.
0: All right. So then in, uh, oh, some uh, casting news. I know Joey, you were excited about this. Uh, we uh, are, <laughs> we are getting a. A remake of Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, that one is coming out directed by the king of the CW TV shows, Mr. Greg Belanti. Uh, he's getting back into the uh, big motion picture field. They haven't cast anyone yet except for Billy Porter as Audrey 2. But it looks like Chris Evans, will. he's circling the lead part of the Dennis part that uh, Steve Martin played in the other version. Taryn Egerton and Scarlett Johansson are also circling the movies as a possible uh, leads for this movie. Now, confession time, I've never seen Louis Shop of What? <laughs>
1: what? No.
0: Yes, that's true. I have not seen it. Not the original black and white one with Jack Nicholson, not the musical one with Rick Moranis. I know, bad nerd. So yeah, so I'm not really excited about this at all, but you know... We'll see. Joey, how do you feel about your boy, Captain America, taking on <laughs> taking on a role originally played by Steve Martin? Uh, I'm
1: super excited <laughs> about this. I, I love the musical movie that came out in the early 80s. It's fucking awesome. And this is a great role. And Chris Evans, once again, show, trying to be against hype. He doesn't want people to just remember him as Captain America forever. So. Uh, this could be great. This could be great. And more Scarlett Johansson on screen, of course. Perfect. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about this. I can't believe you've never seen that that movie, Mark.
0: I feel like I have seen it, but it didn't stick.
1: Oh, okay then. Well, you can get the Blu-ray pretty cheap, and it's got the original ending on it, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was <laughs> They had to change because it was too depressing for audiences, so... <laughs> Audrey, uh, I'm gonna just assume you've never seen this.
0: Nope, mm. never. Hmm. Has a talking plant named Audrey, so that that could be a selling point, right? It makes you interested in it, right?
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> you like Chris Evans, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's got. It seems like it has a really good cast. I just, I don't know.
0: I feel like uh, we're going to be doing a I hate you slash I love you now. Watch Little Shop of Horrors coming up pretty soon.
2: <laughs> I feel like oh,
1: that too, yeah. We do need something to watch for Patreon in March. But Oh, oh, <laughs> here you go. You might have just hit it. Do you like musicals, Aubrey?
2: Uh, some of them.
1: Not Cats, right?
2: No, no. <laughs> I did like Into the Woods, though.
0: Nope. Never seen that one either. Me oh, it's so nope. good.
2: So good. Chris Pine's in it.
0: Oh, well, shit. There you go.
2: And Emily Blunt.
0: Oh, well then. Hello there. <laughs> all right, so. Anna Kendrick. Oh, oh. damn it. <laughs> we were so close, Harvey. Wait, no, Joey, you like Anna Kendrick,
1: right? Yeah, of okay. course. All right, we're back yeah, on. Yeah, that
2: was my selling point more so for Joey. We're okay,
1: we're, we're back on. We're back on. <laughs> Suddenly I'm all in. Suddenly I'm all into the woods. <laughs>
0: All right. So then uh, this isn't casting news, but we talked a little bit about the Batman costume last week. They did the slow reveal of the kind of the fitting little screen test of the suit. Uh, but some images leaked this week of him on a motorcycle, him and Catwoman, actually, on her motorcycles. We've got a better look at the costume. Uh, it looks very tactile, looks very much like it came out of one of those Arkham video games. I just don't have an issue with it. I thought the helmet looked a little weird, uh, but we finally have a winner of the bet that me and Joey kind of made last week. Uh, long ears or short ears? Team long ears or team short ears? And I got to give it to Joey. You won, dude. It's team long ears. Yes. Um, <laughs> so what did you think of the, uh, the new Batman costume that we got a better look at It, Aubrey? <laughs> Uh-oh.
2: It's so stupid
0: looking. Wow. What didn't you <laughs> like about it?
2: I don't like anything about it. There isn't a single part of it that I like. And I know that um, Lewis had posted a picture of the um, storyline that this uh, costume is referring to. And I just, I'm not sold on it. I I don't think it's a good fit at all. I don't like it. I don't like how bulky it is. It's just not, I'm not about it.
0: Hmm. Aubrey with the hot take. All right. All right. Joey, what about you, man? What'd you think of that costume?
1: it was fine. I mean, it was on a stunt, man. Yep. In bright daylight with uh, somebody taking it with a camera from like 60 feet away. Yeah. I thought it looked cool in the video last week, but um, it did look a little goofy. But any superhero costume is going to look goofy in those uh, situations. So. We'll see. There's things I don't like about it. I don't understand why there's like harpoons on his gauntlets, but that's fine.
0: It's fine. There's no. He doesn't use guns, so you know he needs some kind of weapons to uh, shoot at him. They're like crossbows,
1: little sure. arrows. Sure. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I don't understand why Catwoman is just a woman in a motorcycle costume and like a motorcycle outfit. Like, but okay. Uh, I'm willing to give all this stuff a pass and a chance. Like, I just want to see the movie. Yeah. If it looks stupid on screen, that's a lot different than some crazy spy camera video. Remember videos of the Avengers fighting Ultron while he's wearing a winter jacket? So <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh. There's like just some stand in guy in like a like jeans and a black winter coat with an Ultron helmet on. Oh, wow. (laughs) It was basically just there for them to know where to put the shadows and CG. Everybody was freaking out about how terrible it looked like. (laughs) That's not what it's going to look like in the movie. But so we'll see. There was he didn't even have a cape. I don't know if they're going to CG in a cape or what, but. I'm still willing to give it a pass. I know it doesn't look great in these pictures, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I can't imagine that they're not going to take extreme care with this. Uh, Batman is like the crown jewel of their movie franchise. So, you know, as we've seen in the past, when Batman doesn't do well, it really drags everything else down. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm just going to wait for the movie. I have complete trust in Matt Reeves. Uh, his Planet of the Apes trilogy is is like amazing. So I have faith in him. I think he's gonna do a good job. Um, let's see. All right, so that's pretty much it for the news. I just had a couple of really quick hits. Unfortunately, I missed the last showing of Rise of Skywalker in the theaters, but uh, Rise of Skywalker is coming out March 31st on Blu ray, and uh, each store is getting like uh, their own kind of like special edition version of it. So, Best Buy's doing one, Target's doing one. Uh, I forgot the other store, but. Yeah, if you want to relive the uh, Star Wars experience, Joy not included, uh, <laughs> March 31st is when you can get it on DVD. March 17th is when you can get it on digital. And uh, if you're also one of the people that have not seen Parasite yet, it actually will be streaming on Hulu. So if you or, say, the President of the United States wants to. Or me. <laughs> or Joy, we'll include Joy in this one, uh, wants to see the. Movie that won Best Picture of the Year. If you have Hulu, April 8th, you'll be able to check it out. Uh, oh, one more thing. One more quick thing. Uh, this isn't confirmed yet. This is like a rumor. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, we, uh, there's a director that uh, I, only have, I have only seen one of his movies. It's called Slight. Uh, the name of the director is J.D. Dillard. Uh, Slight is a movie about a kid who does uh, street. He's a street magician who winds up getting into trouble because he needs money, uh, winds up working for some bad people, but able to use his knowledge of doing magic to build himself kind of a, almost like a superhero type of outfit, not outfit, but give him superhero abilities that would normally be used for magic. I liked the movie. I didn't love it, but J.D. Diller is definitely uh, a talented filmmaker and he might be doing an, another Star Wars movie or doing a next Star Wars movie which I think is really cool. Did we talk about this before? No? Okay. Um, I think uh, I mentioned Wasn't before... Wasn't
1: he directing something else last time we talked about this guy?
0: Yes, he put his hat in a ring to direct the Rocketeer sequel.
1: Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I know you've been uh, banging the drum for slight for a while, so...
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not a great movie, but it's, it has a really... Great concept. Uh, he has another movie that's out on Netflix now called Sweetheart. And that one is like a like a suspense thriller. It's one that I was waiting for to come out last year, but um, I didn't get a chance to see it in a theater. So it's on Netflix right now. If you want to check out his style, uh, J.D. Dillard, director in a Star Wars movie. I'm very excited about
1: that. Okay, so that's it. That's all of the news. Oh, well... That I mean, that's not all the news. That's not all of the news. Well, they're supposed to be announcing, as we record this, it's too early in the evening for us to talk about it, but later on tonight, <laughs> I think it's something like midnight our time in the East Coast and, like, 9 o'clock West Coast time. They're going to announce everything for Star Wars, codename Project Luminous, which is going to be a non-movie movie event. <laughs> so it's like Shadows of the Empire back in the day with... Uh, Comics, novels, video games, and other stuff all tying in to a storyline, but not a movie. And allegedly, this is going to set the stage for what the next Star Wars movies are going to be about. So that could tie into what you were just talking about, what this guy could be directing a movie based on what this multimedia project is about.
0: Yeah, I was going to bring up Project Luminous, but I didn't think anyone would care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, <'Cause>
0: like- <laughs> I care. <laughs> I care. <laughs> yeah, I figured everyone would be sick of Star Wars at this point, and we all remember Shadows of the Empire. So,
1: you know, well, it had its good points and bads. Yeah. Um, but it's supposed to be about a uh, like it takes place like four hundred years before Phantom Menace, and has something to do with uh, people living in a, like a space station or something um, <laughs> in the Outer Rim. Deep, the Outer Deep Space Nine. Yeah, well, more or less, but you know, it it, it could be uh, interesting. So I just wanted to throw that out
0: there. Oh, they're hyping it up. So I'm definitely ready to read whatever it is that they're about to throw out books, comics, whatever. I'm definitely going to uh, dive
1: into it. I, I got to say, I was really excited until the first thing I saw was the first release will be like a young adult novel. It's like, oh, <laughs> no low bacca for me. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Arby, are you excited for some new Star Wars content that's not a Star Wars movie?
2: Yeah, I mean, I was playing. Um, so I've been playing uh, Fallen Order. Um, just finally installed it on my PlayStation. Um, I'll probably play it more when I get my spring break um, from school and everything. Um, so I mean, I, I do like the other Star Wars stuff, um, in particular the video games. I do have a bunch of books. So I'll
0: I'll, I'll partake in it. All right. All right. So check back on the show. WizKids will be uh, seeing what's going on with Project Star Wars, Project Luminous. Luminous beings, are we? Um, Okay. Now that's it for the news? Question mark?
1: That's it. All right. That's it. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk all about Lock and Key on Netflix. The following is a message from Tatnus Co., All right, tatnusco.com is just about ready to launch. Hey, what if we added a blog
2: section so fans get to know more about who Tatnus is?
1: You know, that's actually not really a bad idea. All right, that should do it.
2: Um, this link is not working.
0: Are you kidding me? We gotta get this done.
1: All right, cool. There, we fixed it. Now we can launch this thing, right?
2: Hey, did did you remember to add the privacy policy?
1: Mother. It may have taken a while, but Tatnusco.com is finally up and live and open for business. And yes, we remember the privacy
0: policy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Being emotional
1: all right and we are back all right guys so a couple weeks ago lock and key based on the comic book by joe hill aka stephen king's son which is why he probably didn't have his last name king on the book so people wouldn't say that all the time but uh came out on netflix and uh you know we decided to give people a couple weeks to watch it so it wouldn't be like hey let's talk about the show and no one's had a chance to see it yet so here we go. We're going to talk about it. First, we'll go non-spoilers as always. And Mark will play the sound drop and we'll spoil the crap out of it. What did you guys think, lock and key, Aubrey?
2: Um, It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like super obsessed with it when we talked about talking about it. And I still am kind of in that position of not really caring too much about it.
0: All right.
1: What about you, Mark Ellis?
0: Yeah, uh, it started and I was very excited at the beginning. You know, it it sets up a mystery and they don't really give you a lot of clues of what the mystery is, uh, um, of how they're going to progress through the show to explain what the mystery is. But uh, yeah, it has a great setup, good actors. But at the end of the day, it's okay. It's good. It's not great.
1: I'm going to echo pretty much exactly what you guys said. I was probably more excited than either of you because I had actually read the books. And um, I knew they were going to be changing stuff to adapt it. But um, I was going to say I'm optimistic watching it. But I'm also disappointed watching it. Okay. And it's just not great. I wanted greatness. I expected greatness from this. And I just got okay. So... You know, honestly, if it wasn't for us talking about it right now, I don't know if I would have made it past like two or three episodes. Oh, wow. But uh, we can get into the reasons why and spoilers. But yeah, just it's not it's a solid like somebody came up to the plate and hit a solid single. You know, <laughs> it's not a home run. <laughs> you know, you watch the first like 15 minutes of Stranger Things and you're in for five seasons right away. You're I'm, I'm good. Don't even buy a. Uh, Bring me an IV or something. I'm not leaving this chair. You know, this didn't really have that. It didn't have that pull or hook, unfortunately. So, yep. But yeah, I mean, any other non-spoiler uh, things you want to say, or should we just jump into it?
0: Uh, I want to say if you're a fan of Stranger Things and you know you have like kids that are watching it, there is some pretty intense scenes involving youngsters, so you might want to watch it first before you allow like the younger. Kids, teenager, preteens, to watch it just,
1: just, just to be on the safe side. We'll get into that in spoilers in a second. <laughs> All right, Marcellus, drop the sound drop. Let's spoil Lock and Key. Spoiler alert! I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. All right, let's get into things we liked. Uh, Marcellus, what are some things you liked about Lock and Key as you watched through the season?
0: Uh, I like the visual style of it. I really liked the setup. Uh, I was definitely interested in these characters uh, as they were making the move from uh, Seattle to, to Massachusetts. Uh, I was definitely invested in their story. And I wanted to, the way that they kicked everything off, I'm like, okay, I want to know what the, what the meaning is. I want to know, I want to, I'm intrigued by this mystery. Uh, so I liked the performances by all of the kids. I liked the performance by the well lady. Well, I just like the well lady, like all around. And I think
1: it visually looks cool. And I think it has a really good setup. That's what I liked about it. How about you, Aubrey? Um, anything particular you liked about lock and key?
2: Um, the effects were really cool. Um, and I like the tone of the show, but it, yeah, that was it. The actors are okay.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. You know, the things I liked about it were obviously the setup, um, Everything that has to do with the mystery of the house and the keys is just great. Some of the special effects, a little dodgy at times, but that's um, fine. It's a Netflix show. It wasn't super high budget. Um, I really did enjoy them finding the keys, the whole mystery of the keys, everything that they did with the um, guy that killed their dad and the way that that whole kind of thing was just uh, revealed slowly throughout the series from their different perspectives of what happened and that day. So you saw different aspects of it and things like that. Um, just pretty much anything involving the actual like oomph of the mystery of the show is great. It's interesting. I want to see more of it. The well lady was hot. Yeah,
0: seriously. <laughs>
1: like I- I'd just be like, here's all the keys. You're all set. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you could have them all. I got one big key. I want to give you <laughs> one last key. <laughs> it's it's in my pants. <laughs> I don't know if she would fall for that or not, but, um, yeah. And, and I, I did like, like you said, Mark, um, you know, the, it's got a sh- it's a show with like teenagers and a little kid and they do put them in peril. Jesus in the show. Holy shit. And I do enjoy that. Um, <laughs> And I and I, you know, that kind of almost contradicts what I said on the Patreon episode we just released today. I don't like to see kids get like killed or anything and stuff, but I don't want them to also have plot armor where you don't feel like anything's ever going to happen to them. So, yeah, I don't want to see, you know, the little kid unlock the door and get run over by a train (laughs) or something. But (laughs) which actually did happen in the show. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, But I also don't want them to just have no danger nothing happened to them especially when you watch something like this with your kids you know there's a kid around my son's age in the show and we're watching it together and there's legitimate danger for that character so it it makes it more interesting i think but that uh yeah just about anything involving the keys and the storyline with that stuff was great uh but unfortunately that's going to take us into what we didn't like about it and uh aubrey what didn't you like about this show
2: It's too CW (laughs) for me. I feel like there's too much drama in like high school relationship drama crap that I really don't care about. Um, And that kind of ruins it for me. I feel like if they got rid of that, it'd be much different. It, It just, I don't know, that part just does not work for me at all. And it kind of ruins the storyline for me. It's a, it's a really cool story. It's a really cool concept. I feel like I would like the books a lot more than I like the show, which I think I also said when this was announced that this was going to be a thing where I had a feeling I would I would feel that way. And I do still find that I feel that way. I just don't think that as a show it works very well. Or maybe it could have, but they didn't really do it the right way. I'm not quite sure. Um, what is really missing there, but I don't, I'm not sold on it.
1: All right. What about you, Marcellus?
0: Yeah. Kind of to, to, echo a little bit of that, I, you know, I'm down with the whole teenage drama CW ish of it. You know, I spent 10 years watching Smallville. So I'm, you know, I'm a fan of that stuff. I'll, I'll be down with that, some of that stuff. And these kids, like they start off, you know, you feel bad for them. Their father was shot. They have to move from Seattle to Massachusetts into this big, scary house. You know, you kind of want them to uh, adjust to school and make friends. And, you know, that whole Daniel LaRusso karate kid thing, you kind of root for him to do better or to, you know, find their place. But these kids are assholes. <laughs> 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 like, just when things are, just when you start to root for them and things are start to go good, they can, com- they be complete assholes. And I'm like, I can't believe I just spent like the past three episodes, four episodes rooting for you. You get to where you want to be, and you completely destroy it. And it's, it's really hard to root for them after, after you see their character make some of the most boneheaded decisions ever. So that I really didn't like. I also didn't like the fact that they accepted this weird fantasy world like it was nothing. They're like, oh, yes, yeah, so this key unlocks this door to this portal, and everything's fine. All right, fine. I'm just <laughs> gonna
1: stick this key in the back of my neck.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, that's totally normal. That's totally normal. That's fine. I mean, I understand it is weird, and there, and you know, there is a little bit of something about this isn't correct. But you would think after they almost lose their mother in like the first or second episode, like you would think they would be a lot more careful about how they played around with these keys. And they really are not. They are so irresponsible. So these kids are assholes. So I kind of it's kind of hard to root for them when everyone in the, in the TV show is just dicks except for like the, the movie nerds off to the side. They're the, they're the nicest kids in the whole show and they get completely fucked over. Yep. So yeah, it's one of those things where I understand why they did it, but it didn't work for me as a, as a way of following those characters through the story. That part just kind of kicked me right out of the
1: show. Understood. Understood. Yeah. I'm going to echo what Aubrey said. The, um, all the stuff with them in high school is excruciating. It's awful. <laughs> it, it basically ruins the show. Like it's un, it's borderline unwatchable. Like it's I can't
0: that bad bad.
1: It, well, it's not like poor acting or poorly shot or anything. It just, it takes up like so much of the runtime of these episodes and the oomph of the episode of the, the oomph of the series is, You know, the magical house, the magical keys, the storyline with the well lady trying to get the keys like that's the hook to the show. That's what I want to watch about. It'd be like watching strange. And I I hate to keep coming back to Stranger (laughs) Things, but, you know, that's the gold standard. You know, it's a show on Netflix. It's about younger kids. It has a supernatural element like that's the, the only reason that Lock and Key exists is because as a TV show is because Stranger Things was a hit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Stranger Things isn't a hit Netflix isn't going to Joe Hill and saying give us The rights to your show it's not happening So this is what they're looking for is the next Stranger Things or a compliment to Stranger Things And that show is the gold standard For this type of thing And you know we don't have episodes of Stranger Things Where the Demogorgon shows up for five minutes And then we spend the rest of the episode Following Dustin through a day of school (laughs) Like We're talking about like 45 minutes of an Hour episode about the hockey team about dating some British film student about the mean girl that is also in the movie about, you know, trying to date that cute Asian girl. Like, all right, I didn't mind that so much. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, come on now. (laughs) Don't worry. I already followed that actress on Instagram, (laughs) but yeah, but that stuff takes up so much of the runtime and you just, it's, it's almost like, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory, the series? Because I don't care about any of that. And I'm sure, you know, it starts to slowly pay off a little bit. Like she fucks over those kids in the cave to get, try to open that door.
0: I was so pissed at her. I was so fucking pissed at
1: her. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's payoffs to it, but it's just, it's so much like off to the side and, and I don't care about any of that. And I don't know if they were trying to like hook a younger audience or Something like, oh, you know, so many people my daughter's age will be more into this if they showed more of this school aspect or they just wanted to pad out the story or something. I, I don't know. But God, is it like a oh, huge, terrible step? I'm hoping in season two, you know, if I decide to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Big that they kind of course correct away from that and go more towards what the fucking show is supposed to be about. <laughs> Because I really don't give a shit about the dating lives of these characters or anything like that. Uh, it's it's bad. The the other thing that, and you know, it's not a pro- necessarily a problem, but it's a little bit of a problem. Is you know, before I watched this, I actually asked you, Aubrey, if you thought it would be okay for uh, my son to watch it with me because you had our, you were ahead of me on it.
2: I know. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: it's fine. <laughs> we only watched the first episode and it was fine. He, he's he's a he's a big kid. He can handle it. Um, but what? <laughs> He didn't. I, he didn't move on after the first episode, just because of timing and life, and because I had to watch more of it for this. I, you know, I, I've been binging it for the last like two and a half days. But in the second episode, yeah, you know, all right, so we got the show. It's about these teenagers and this little kid, and there's magic and blah blah blah. And you know, it's a little, a little edgy, but not like crazy. The second episode, the well lady fucks some guy, and they're like choking each other, <laughs> right? <laughs> like,
0: Ah,
2: like, uh, yeah, me? I <laughs> forgot about
1: that. Uh, uh, what? Excuse me. You <laughs> know, <laughs> it was like a whole other show.
0: I I saw that part and I instantly thought of what Aubrey said and I'm like, oh no.
1: <laughs> it's fine. It's not like a we've never seen a movie with sex in it or anything. It's fine. It's just it was. It, it's not just for me specifically, but just like anybody who was like, oh yeah, you can watch this. It's yeah. got kids in it. It was such a swing of like tone. Yes. It was, it just – it it, did, it felt so – out and, and, you know, then going forward, there's not really anything that goes back to that tone. So what was really the point of that scene?
0: It was just to give you a better idea of how badass this chick was. She was so, evil,
1: like pure, pure her evil. Her threatening a small child, um, you know, trying to murder him and his family in a mirror, trying to burn their house down, and releasing the murderer of their father from prison wasn't enough. We needed to see her <laughs> – you just hear engage in auto erotic asphyxiation with some guy. <laughs> yep. They do they, like throw it all in. Makes it lead Singer of NXS's ghost. Oh, is Jesus. coming out. One of the keys. <laughs> Robert Carradine's really excited. Um, but those are some deep cuts. Sorry, guys. Um, so, yeah, that was that was kind of weird. Just a swing and tone a couple of times. But honestly, the, the big downfall of this show and what keeps it from being you know, a higher score for me is just so much emphasis on this annoying high school stuff. I just don't care. I just don't care, and like Mark said, some of it is just dumb shit. Um, he's supposed to go to the five k run with the cute Asian girl, and then he just decides to go to a kegger <laughs> party instead. And that was like probably the fourth episode in a row I'd watched that day. So like, so it's not like it was I missed something. Yeah, I just didn't understand, like from the character's perspective, what the motivation was to go to that party. Other than to get him in the same room as the well lady.
0: As, and especially since he, as the character, spent the past few episodes only wanting to be with this girl. And you can't blame him. Right. <laughs> he, he, like, you, you did it, dude. You, like, you are the rare guy that actually pulled it off. The other character said so. You're in rarefied air. You should enjoy that. And instead he's like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I'm go to a party and just get drunk with my asshole friends who aren't really my friends.
1: And he had already quit the hockey team at that point. So he had already made the steps to be like, I'm not going to do that anymore. But all of a sudden, he's yeah. like, oh, well, fuck it. I don't care about dating this chick. That I've been worry- We've literally spent 45 minutes of each of the first fucking five episodes with him dating this chick. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's like, he's going to blow her off and be like, oh, never mind. I'm going to a party. What? I feel like I'm wasting my time here for a second.
0: I, I could use some more scenes of the little kid walking around with a bear trap. That I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> I couldn't remember like where I saw this kid before, and it suddenly hit me like right around like episode two. It's Georgie from It from Stephen King's It. Is it? Yeah. Oh. When he's walking around with that bear trap, I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna lose his arm again.
1: <laughs> I also didn't understand why his mom let them have such uh, lack of supervision. Seriously, <laughs> this is killing me. But I know she's been through a lot, but.
0: Like, no one is watching that kid at, at home. He's just running around with these magical keys, opening up doors. No one's watching this kid at all.
2: Not going to school.
1: Right? Yeah. That's the other thing. They said he started school the week after them. So all of this stuff's taking place in the span of a week? you never see him in school at class one time. <laughs> yeah, they got what? it right with him. But then the other characters, <laughs> we have to see all of them in school.
0: And then freaking Iceman is in the show. Or Jimmy Olsen. I'm not sure which one. Which of the Ashmore it's his twins brother. It is.
2: It's his twin brother. I looked
0: it up. So it's Jimmy Olsen, not Iceman. Um, I don't know who Jimmy Olsen Jimmy, he, was, he played Jimmy Olsen on Smallville.
1: Uh, oh, not, yeah. I, 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 I don't know how to tell you this. You're the only person who watches Smallville.
0: <laughs> shut, shut up. Other people watch Smallville. It's not just me. Damn it. Um, but yeah, he's on the show, and I'm like, oh, okay, eventually his storyline is going to pay off because he just makes little cameos. And uh, I watched it to the end of the series. Nope. <laughs> There's no reason for him to be there at all. No. Nope. <laughs> he shows up and sleeps on the couch. He contributes nothing (laughs) to the show.
1: We probably saw some of the footage of their high school escapades and was just like passed out on the couch from boredom.
0: (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I was very disappointed that he didn't get to do anything or he didn't get to contribute
1: much to the story. Maybe in season two, we'll get to learn about his college years or something.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we would have cared more about the high school stuff if it was in season two rather than season one. Like if you developed the characters and made them and cared about them a little bit more, I probably would have cared about the high school stuff a little bit more. But to have that be the bulk of season one was just, it ruined it completely.
0: Yeah, I think this might have worked better as a comic book. Like I think the translation just doesn't quite fit to the format that they're doing. I think seeing kids go to a, a an academy and just try to like you know try to fit in with other weird kids. I think that works. That probably works better in a comic book. As the show, they have to make the other characters a lot more interesting, and they're not. Like I couldn't care less about any of the characters: the mean girl, um, the film student, the, the other crew. I did like the fact that they were called the Savinis, and then uh, and Tom
1: Savini was in the <laughs> show. Showed up. I'm like, oh shit,
0: <laughs> respect. But uh, yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, none of, nothing about that high school, the whole high school incident, other than the fact that they were going to a quote unquote academy, was interesting to me at all.
1: Especially when there's a much, much, much more interesting storyline going on elsewhere. Yeah, right. The kids like meeting his great great grandfather and turning into a ghost and like more of that. No, sorry, Mark. Uh, we <laughs> were really worried about the dating life of
0: uh,
1: her brother. <laughs> like, oh
0: God. What'd you guys so, think of the what'd you guys think of the her unlocking her fear or, or locking her head and letting her fear out um and setting it free throughout the town?
1: That was stupid.
0: I kept waiting for it to come back yeah. for something. And when it does come back, I'm like, Oh, that's bad. That's not good <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was uh another pretty disappointing <laughs> thing in the series, unfortunately. So Oh well. They they tried. <laughs>
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it looks nice. And, you know, I was about to quit right around episode six. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm just I quit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch the last episode just to figure out what just because I invested so much time in it already. I just want to know what the the big mystery is. And um, episode seven is when they actually start to pay off some of those questions. So I actually did go back and watch all of them. Uh, and when you get to the end, it's like, oh, this is just like it's like Stephen King's it. Like there's a story about kids in high school and a story about them as adults and then some other kids are involved. I feel like I've seen this before.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just a little bit disappointing for me. So I guess you know, you gotta give it a score. Aubrey, out of five, what did you think of lock and key?
2: Um, I'm gonna give it a two.
1: Now, would you watch season two if you didn't um, have to for the podcast?
2: No, probably not. Okay. I probably wouldn't have made it through this whole series if I didn't have to watch it for the podcast, honestly. (laughs)
1: Understandable. Uh, Markellis?
0: I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a three because I like the effects. I like the actors. I like the well lady. Um, I like the kid that played uh, the the little kid walking around with the bear trap. I thought he was actually pretty good. Uh, And I like the mom when she was drunk. I know she was like a recovering alcoholic. And that was supposed to be a sad part of the story, but I actually liked her character a lot more after she had a couple of drinks.
1: Interesting. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to kind of echo Aubrey here and I'm going to give it a excuse me. I'm going to give it a two and a half out of five. Um, The two and a half is pretty much strictly, you know, I give it a two really, but I'm going to give it an extra half point for the well lady being really hot word. And for uh, Jackie being very cutie patootie in the series. (laughs) Um, I definitely would not have dumped her for a keg party. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it's all over the place. The stuff with the keys in the house, very interesting stuff. Good special effects. Actually, the kid that played Bodie, as you said, it was the kid from It. Yep. Um, good job. Was not annoying at all in the show. I, I really enjoyed every time. I just wanted more of that. I just wanted more of the house, of the keys, of the story. A I, I, lot less high school crap lot and even though they you know they take time and as season goes on all this stuff starts to slowly tie back into the story it, it wasn't worth getting there nope <laughs> it was not worth it um if i didn't have to watch this for the podcast i probably wouldn't have or probably would have tapped out after two or three episodes um i don't know if i would watch season two at this point based on season one unless i absolutely had to for the show I got to tell you, I don't know. Like, my time is precious, and uh, another 10 hours spent with uh, 45 minutes of an hour show about crappy high school garbage <laughs> and 15 minutes about keys, uh, you know, not really working for me. So, I'm a two and a half out of five.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not gonna watch season two. I don't care if we do have to do it for the show and get a guest on for that episode. <laughs> Especially the way that it ended, I was like, get the fuck out of here with this ending. So yeah, I'm done with done with the show. I'll read the comic book instead.
1: And the comic book I will tell you guys is way better than TV show. <laughs> Good. A lot less w- uh high school.
2: <laughs> I would much rather read the, the book.
1: Yeah, if you found and this goes out for anybody else out there, if you guys found the house and the keys stuff interesting like i would go read the book the comic book and just forget about the series a lot less high school crap and a lot more of lovecraftian horry stuff with keys yeah. so <laughs> much better um so yeah that is lock and key i guess we'll wrap it up before we tap it up with some recommendations and get on the road aubrey what do you got for the listeners out there
2: everybody should well hmm. uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nobody should watch Lock and Key. <laughs> oh. I had, I had one and it left my brain.
1: <laughs> All right, no problem, no problem, no problem. All right, Mark Ellis, how about you? Uh, yeah, even though I haven't seen it yet, I would say
0: check out Sweetheart on Netflix uh, from director J D Dillard. Uh, I you're a
1: big J D Dillard stan, aren't you?
0: Not yet. He hasn't quite earned it yet, but I like I like his potential. He has he, Got a he lot has. of hidden
1: potential. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so check out uh sweethearts on Netflix.
1: Awesome. Well, I will recommend that everyone goes to so com, where they can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks, so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Just about any podcatcher under the sun. If you use it, we'll be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search so Wizard Podcast. Tons of content, free, exclusive stuff on there. Adam just dropped an interview with author Braxton Cosby. Um, he's got trailer reactions, other stuff going up there all the time. So check out our YouTube channel. And uh, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com backslash so You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes of the podcast uh, starting at $1 a month. Uh, we just dropped, I just dropped today <laughs> as we record this, uh, my first Patreon exclusive episode. It's just me that starts for the $1 tier and up. And I talked about Playmobile, the movie, and more. And, of course, we had our review of 1917 this past month. And next month we'll have something else crazy and exclusive for you. Who knows? Maybe a retro rewind on Little Shop of Horrors because these guys are uncultured and have never seen it.
0: <laughs> I'm voting for that. If there if there's a vote involved, I'm voting for that.
1: Well, that's probably what it's going to end up being. But uh, I will recommend my birthday gift for my wife, which was Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> I was <laughs> nervous there for it. a second. <laughs> You think like, was I don't do? know. Was like, what did your wife give you for your birthday? Oh, I don't know. Oh God. <laughs> um, yeah, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I've been playing on PlayStation Four. It is mwah, awesome. Single player, no stupid online multiplayer crap. And you are a Jedi that is trying to pretend you're not a Jedi after Order sixty six happened. While you're in hiding, and it's fucking awesome. It's a lot of melee combat, like God of War. Um, it's great cutscenes. I'm about two levels in right now, and I'm loving it. I wish I had more free time to play it, but uh, I would definitely highly, highly recommend it. And the game just looks gorgeous on my PlayStation 4 in HD TV. There's just areas where you can stop and just look out. Like, on the first level, you look out over the shipyards, and there's all these TIE fighters and things flying around. And you can, I, I could just stand there and stare at that for hours. So, fantastic, fantastic show. But that's going to do it. Episode 290 of the So Wizard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host has been the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
2: I'll be but, much better next week, I promise.
1: <laughs> you say that every week. <laughs> I know. And I fail. <laughs> And the expert, Mr. Marquis markellis Uh
0: Everybody have a good week. Happy Black History Month. Wakanda forever.
1: We'll see you next week, guys. We'll be talking all about the invisible man. Throw some paint on him and join us <laughs> next week. Good journey. <laughs>